faith, okay? And before we get started, let me say, uh, don't put the lessons you know, on your bookshelf or put them away in your Bible somewhere, uh, but keep them handy and, and go back over the lessons from time to time. Uh, we need to refresh ourselves on these, on these messages on faith and the principles of faith. And we can't afford to let these principles uh, to be put away, uh, to wane away, to, and, and us slip back in our old way of, of doing things. You know, the days and the, 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 the day that we're living in today, uh, we can't afford to, to not pursue God and pursue faith. So we're going to need to operate in these days, fearless faith. You can go online and hear a podcast on these lessons, Faith That Can Move Mountains. You can go on Facebook, most of those. I think a couple weeks ago we got power surge and lost it all. But for most of the lessons, you can go back on Facebook or go listen to a podcast on them. And uh, it's Faith That Can Move Mountains. So I want to encourage you to do that. We need to keep learning uh, God's principles, His laws concerning our life of faith. So we want to be sure that we're not missing any elements that bring the power of God into our lives. So go back and review those teachings from time to time. You and I can have fearless faith. And ain't that a great word for the title? Fearless faith, not just ordinary faith. Fearless faith, I like that. I'm going to read this slowly. The reason we call it fearless faith is because the more you step out in faith, the less you will fear. Won't that make sense? The more you use your faith, you gain a greater confidence in the faithfulness of God. You'll find out that God is who He says He is, and He'll do everything He's promised that He will do. I walked into a gas station yesterday, uh, down there on the other side of Baton Rouge, and I greeted a lady. I said, how are you doing today? She said, boy, I'm blessed. That was my open door. I said, blessed and highly favored. She said, yes, I am. I said, then you know Jesus as your Savior, don't you? She said, I sure do. I said, well, is there something you want to pray about? You know what the Word of God says? We're two agree as touching anything. She came up there. He held hands. She said, pray for me and my husband's marriage. So we did. And we agreed by faith on the Word of God. Amen? That was wonderful. So I want to declare, I want more of the Lord in 24. Is that good, Danny? I came up with that. I, I, probably three million people came up with that. How about letting that be our declaration, to be our word of the Lord this year, to let it be our desire to seek after the Lord in order to get more of His, His love, more of His presence. I want a new hunger for God. I told Stephanie the other day and somebody else, I got a, a, a stirring came upon me the other day, almost like that stirring I had about three and a half years ago in my soul. I'm hungry for God. I want more of the Lord. I want, I want to be thirsty for God. I want to be faithful to God. I want to live with the fire of God, with the voice of God leading me and guiding me. I want you all to say this. I want more, I want more. Of, the Lord of the Lord in 24. In 24. Jesus is my King. Jesus is my, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my I bless you, Jesus. I, you. I want fresh anointing. For 2024. How many like leftovers? Eating leftovers? Quite a few of you. I don't particularly like leftovers. I'll eat them. I don't prefer them. Is that right, Danny? You don't like leftovers. 
Now, at this prophetic training we went to this week, Jesus touched us again with a fresh touch of heaven. Not stale bread. It was fresh bread. Wasn't it, Pastor? Fresh bread. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We welcome your fresh touch tonight. We pray for a fresh anointing, a new anointing on our lives tonight, Father, to put your faith into action, to let love rule our lives. We refuse to operate in fear. We will operate in faith, fearless faith, and we'll operate with mountain-moving faith in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to encourage you again to be sure you're not missing some of the elements that bring the power of God into our lives to go back and listen to those teachings. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 13, 5. And I preached this a couple weeks ago, the word of the Lord. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing proper fruits of it. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Paul, the Apostle Paul says we're responsible. Each and every one of you are responsible for yourselves. There on Facebook, you're responsible to test and to prove your faith. Paul says that if your faith is genuine, you'll produce fruit. And I have to ask myself, is my faith producing fruit? And you have to ask yourself, is my faith producing fruit? And you know, it's okay to produce a little bit of fruit, right? We all start off producing a little bit of fruit. I bought this little old uh, uh, blueberry bush. It probably wasn't that big. And I didn't stand over and say produce fruit. It was too young to produce fruit. But the next year, it produced maybe 100 berries. And then the following year, it had kazillion the berries. And I let that cold snap kill every one of them. So this year, that bush is probably all three of us could grab hands probably and get around the fattest part of that bush. Okay, it is loaded, and I got me a light, I got me a tarp, covered it up for that cold spell we had last week, and those are doing fine. I am going to harvest a bunch of berries. Now, we all start off with just a little bit of fruit, but as we grow in faith, when you begin to put your faith into action, to put it to work, and remember, faith and love works together, our fruit will begin to increase. Amen? We've got to be doers of the word. And that's one of the laws of faith. So how do we keep ourselves walking in fearless faith every day? That could be a challenge to some of us. It's simple. We have to continue to keep his word in front of our eyes and our ears, the word of God. Now, look, all of these teachings, these last nine, ten weeks, uh, faith that can move mountains, all of these lessons point to the word of God because the Word of God is the basis of our faith. It's the foundation of our faith. It's so vital that we read it daily. We meditate on it, right? James says, you know, if you need wisdom, James 1.5 says, pray for wisdom. God will give it to you. We got to put the Word of God in us until we know that we know that we know the truth. Jesus says, sanctify them by thy truth. Your Word is truth then we're going to act on the truth of the word and it's going to make us free. Jesus said that truth shall set you free. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 3.8 says that the, the word of God is like medicine to all our flesh. Listen, he says the word of God is like medicine. God's medicine works by taking in his word into our hearts. 
And you do that by listening to the word, by reading the word, by meditating on the word, and by speaking the word. The Bible says what you hear and what you see gets down into your heart. And that includes not only the good things, but the bad things too. The music that you're listening to is edifying you, is edifying Jesus, is edifying the body of Christ. Is it, being, uh, uh, is it glorifying God? The TV and the movies, right? Is it edifying you? Is it glorifying the Lord? Would you invite Jesus to hang out with you as you jam down whatever you're listening to or whatever movies? Would you invite Jesus? If the answer is no, it's no for you. The Bible says that what you hear and what you see gets into your heart. And once the Word of God is in your heart, then your mouth is going to start confessing. And you know, you, you, we're going to run down that rabbit trail, but you know, when you, before you were saved, anything you listened on the news and all that kind of stuff and, and movies, songs, you'd just be singing them, cursing up, cursing God, cursing everybody. You may not even realize it, but it was down in your heart. You could memorize a song that you heard, and it didn't edify the Lord at all. It didn't edify you either. God, God says once the word of God is in your heart, then your mouth will start confessing the things you put in your heart. Jesus said out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. King Solomon said in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. We're to guard our eyes, guard our ear, and guard our tongue. What you focus on becomes what you believe. Think about that. If you watch the, the news and make that your staple, you're going to believe mostly a lie. Okay? So what you focus on becomes what you believe. When we focus on the Word of God, faith become, begins to come. Why? The Scripture says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can't help but get faith when you're feasting on the Word of God. You know, when we, we get the Word of God into us, our worry moves away to, it makes way for faith. Our uh, Defeat is no longer defeat, but it's victory. When, when I focus on the word, it says it becomes what I believe, and I'll have victory in every situation of my life. Let me, that's important. When I focus on what the word says, it becomes what I believe, and I'll have victory in every situation of my life. It has to happen. It will happen. The word of God is true, and it never fails. But nobody can do this for you. You're the one that's in control of what goes in your ears and what goes into your eyes, and, and then it ends up in your heart. So we, we encourage you to get in the Word of God, right? I like to say, get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. Amen? You're responsible for what gets into your heart. I wish we could open up your heart and just pour it in, but that's not the way it works. You're responsible for what gets into your heart, for what you believe. You're in control of the distractions in your life. You have to make a decision to be purposeful. I like that word purposeful. I will not allow distractions to come between me and the Lord. There's sometimes you may have to choose between your family and the Lord in certain situations. We're instructed and commanded of the Lord 
to put your eyes and ears on the Word of God. So these lessons that we've been teaching, uh, I say, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And, and spouses, you don't need to nudge like, hey, he's talking about you. Uh, let the Holy Spirit bring correction in your life, okay? Um, that's his job. That's the Holy Spirit's job to bring correction. He loves us, and he's going to steer us in the right way. We put our ears and our eyes on the Word of God. We're going to receive it. We're going to believe it, and then we're going to act on faith. And you'll find out you're going to have fearless faith because of that. And that's how faith comes. We need to agree with the Word and not quit. That's a big thing there. When we declare from our heart what God says about anything in our lives, we can be sure we are believing what we're believing for is going to manifest. We just don't quit. All right? We don't speak otherwise. Remember, uh, Brother Paul was teaching uh, on these lessons. He, he taught on faith and patience. That patience undergirded our faith when we're waiting. When we're waiting for the manifestation. He said patience gives us the standing power to hold on and not to speak against what we're believing in. So we're putting patience to work with our faith. Andrew says about the duct tape, to keep yourself from speaking unbelief or speaking fear, right? Cancel out your faith. Um, yesterday as well, I, was, I, I saw an employee. It's funny. Well, I, it was funny at the time. I'll, I'll demonstrate it to you. We met at the back of the van to get some tools out. He came up to me, and he, he says, he goes like this. It hurts when I do that. I said, well, don't do it. <laughs> I said, what's going on? <laughs> he, I said, what's going on? He said, well, the doctor said I have uh, some kind of arthritis. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What have I been teaching you? Trying to teach you, man. I grabbed it. It probably hurt him. I grabbed a hold of that thing. I said, you got to speak to it. You got to take your authority in Christ, and you got to speak to that thing, and then don't give the devil an out, or you know, an in by speaking against it. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember. So I grabbed a hold of it and said, "In Jesus' name, we rebuke the the doctor's diagnosis. We rebuke this arthritis in Jesus' name. We take our authority and we say, get off of them now." So I'm teaching some people too. Amen. Just don't quit believing. Hebrews 10.35 Do not therefore fling away, throw away, cast away your fearless confidence, your faith, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Say this with me. Fearless confidence, fearless confidence. in the Word of God, word of God. Is, faith. is faith. Paul says there, do not Fling away, don't throw it away, don't cast it away, your fearless confidence. Because it's going to carry a great rep recompense and glorious reward. Don't fling it away, don't throw it away. Instead, let faith work for you. Let faith work for me. Because fearless faith will bring a great and glorious reward. Some of y'all need some great, glorious rewards from the Lord. Don't cancel out your faith by the word you speak. So when you get so full of the Word of God, listen, when you get so full of the Word of God that the Word becomes bigger in you than the mountain you're facing. 
Can I say that again? You get so full of the Word of God that the Word of God, the Word, becomes bigger in you than the mountain you're facing. You are no longer fearful of what you see and hear. Rather, you're moved into a place of fearless faith, mountain-moving faith. And how do we develop fearless faith? I'm glad you asked, Ben. We grow up in it. Just like that little bush I planted, you know. I didn't expect it to have much fruit. No fruit, really, when I planted it. But I expected it to have some fruit when it's getting older, you know. And if it's not, then I know, and the leaves didn't turn green and turn brown, I know the roots are dead. And then I'm going to pluck it up, put another one in. But I'm going to burn that one in my pile. So how do we develop fearless faith? We grow up in it. We start with the Word of God. Like I said, every, every lesson in this, this series of mountain-moving faith begins with the Word of God. We read the Word of God, and we begin walking in the Word, living out the Word, doing the Word, by doing the Word. That's what we call faith in action, right? We gain a truth experience. That faith in God's Word will always produce results. We do it. We gain experience by doing it, doing the Word. Every, I believe everything in the Bible is for me. If they did it back then, I can do it today. Because Jesus said, he changes not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you start testing your faith by doing. And you start getting experience by doing. And don't let fear rule you. We grow up in it by the word of God. Right? The word that you daily put into your eyes, into your ears, it's going to increase your faith. The word that you speak in agreement with God, that's going to increase your faith. That's a promise from the Word of God that you speak forth the Word. Just like the angels heed the voice of the Lord, the Word of God. The truth of the Word, I can speak it in agreement to God's Word and I can expect it to happen. You may be a person who has a tendency to worry. Don't worry. Instead, read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Right? Be anxious for nothing, but by everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the God of peace that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Wonderful. You may be a person that wants to take matters in your own hands, right? After giving it to Jesus, you want to pick it back up. I say, leave them with Jesus. You may be a person who wants to throw in the towel and give up. And begin speaking against what you're believing for. Hear the words of the pastor. Put duct tape. Be quiet. Hold on. Don't give up. Right? We need to add patience to our faith, as Brother Paul said in his teaching. Read 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. It gives you a whole list of things to add to your faith. Isn't God good? He, he, he puts it right there in black and white and, and in red and white. Add to your faith, and he lists all these things. And one of them is patience, so you don't quit. Remember, patience undergirds your faith. The Bible says you're a new creature in Christ. The old man is gone. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things become new. You can't afford to fall back into the old way of living. Keep on keeping on in the Word of God. Keep plowing in the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God will replace your worrying with believing. And you'll find an unction rising up inside of you. A boldness that you didn't think you had. 
You may even hear the roar of a lion. And that's you. Right? Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. Fearless faith. Keep agreeing with the word of God. Don't give up. You have fearless faith. I have tenacity. I'm resolute. I remember when the coach told Bobby Connor, that boy, you know, he, he didn't do real well, I guess, but he tried hard, and that, that coach said, at least he's got tenacity. And Bobby didn't know what that was. He thought he stunk. You know, he started smelling. And he looked it up and found out he's got determination. He got standing. You know, he, we need tenacity. Man, we can't let anything, especially in the days that we're living in, to draw us away. There's enough of that going on right now. We talked about that. Make up our mind. I'm resolute. The scripture tells us in Psalm 27, 14, to stand fast and be patient. I wrote this in the AMP. Wait for, wait, 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 wait for, and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for, and confidently expect the Lord. That's what fearless faith does. Wait confidently. Expect the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait confidently. Expect the Lord to answer. He's going to show up and show out, I believe. We wait confidently, expecting to receive what God has promised in his word. And he says, well, inherit the promises. Fearless faith keeps us moving in the right direction that God's planned for our life. Now, we don't have fearless faith and we hit, uh, hit bumps and things like that. Get back on the faith train, buddy. You know, don't give it up and throw it in. A righteous man may fall down, but he gets up seven times, you know. So keep going. Psalm 139, every day my life was recorded in your book. I had a fresh revelation of that. It may not have been fresh with the preacher, but it was fresh for me. The Bible is the book by which we're to live every moment of our life. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. And we looked at God wrote, wrote it down because he knows when you're born, when you're going to die. But he also gave us the word of God to live by. So everything in the Bible, we're to live by. And we do it by faith. Fearless faith. So another way to increase and develop your faith, Danny, is to be careful who we hang around with. All right, we should keep company with good, with strong believers. Okay, we can't surround ourselves with people who think and speak negative, negatively all the time. I'm not saying you can't be with them; you just don't need to spend all your time with them. Okay, because the world will teach and preach the law of sin and death. Every chance it gets. And it, if you're hanging around in that, it's going to wear you down. Because if you're hanging around with that, you're not in the Word. You're not building your faith. You're not acting on faith. Any of that. Okay? So, the, the goal is to take your fearless faith, and, or rather the devil, by this law of sin and death that we talked probably last week and a couple weeks before, uh, you know, the goal is to take that fearless faith, right, and turn it into fear. That's what the devil does, right? And remember, we talked about fear and faith don't mix, okay? 1 Corinthians says this in verse uh, chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be misled. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company 
corrupts good character. That happens. If you got, uh, you send little Johnny to first grade or wherever, little Johnny comes home and he picks up some bad habits. You never, you never taught him, you know. Bad company cor- corrupts good character. And, and the scriptures are don't be misled. We're told to seek godly counsel, Proverbs 19.20. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Psalm 37, verse 30 and 31 says, The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's law their own, so they'll never slip from His path. We should keep company with people who are turned on and tuned in to God more than we are, right? Because they're going to help us develop our faith. I used to play racquetball when I was younger, and uh, it's not fun for me to beat somebody over and over and over. It's no competition. So I found somebody that could just whoop everybody, and I played him. Hey, man, he smashed me every time. I had the whelps to prove it to, you know. But he beat me and beat me and beat me and beat me and beat me. And I kept playing, kept playing, and finally I beat him one time. And he beat me and beat me, and then I beat him again. Then I beat him twice. Then he beat me and beat me, and then I beat him three times. Next thing you know, I was wearing him out. I was then looking for somebody else to whoop. No, I was looking for somebody else that was better than me that I could continue to grow. And that's like our faith. We hang around those that have fearless faith because I want that. Uh, I want fearless faith. I'm going to seek people out who are full of the Holy Ghost and full of fearless faith. Right? When I, and, and then when I've developed my faith, my fearless faith, then for myself, then I'm ready to encourage other people and other believers who are also growing in their faith. Because we're all at different levels. And you can, uh, uh, you can skip, man, 20 years, 15, 20, 30 years by listening to some of these men of God, 50, 60 years into ministry. They'll tell you, you don't have to do the way we did. Man, it took us 30 years to get where we're at. You can listen to my advice, godly counsel, and skip all them uh, head bumps, you know, and mistakes that we made and leap forward in your faith by 15 years, by 20 years. Right? And we never stop growing in faith. We also we should always be connected to somebody who's got stronger faith than ourselves. I'll watch the, the YouTube and, and, and uh, find these gentlemen uh, that have uh, testimonies and faith-filled words. Um, some of them, Derek Prince, you know, Randy Clark, uh, who else? Uh, Bobby Connor, David Hogan. These guys that we have confidence in, and they're giving their testimonies. They're sharing the word of God, and it builds my faith. And uh, I use discernment. You know, you test the word, the authority of God's word. You you make sure it's genuine what they're uh, preaching and teaching, and then you receive it in your heart, and your faith grows a little bit deeper each time. Faith-filled word. That's what we need to hear. And testimonies to grow your faith with the word of God. Uh, there's a scripture in Hebrews that says our confident faith. Don't you want to have a confident faith? You know, that's a fearless faith, but it's, it's, it's that confident. Hold it on. Man, I'm holding on to the Lord. I'm believing his word. The Bible says, is God a man that he should lie? No. His word is true. There's a scripture there in Hebrews 10.39. 
talks about our confident faith believes in Christ and it's going to preserve our souls. Scripture says that, but we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction, but we are of those who believe, relying on God through faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And by this confident faith, preserve the soul. Paul says we believe and preserve our souls by this confident faith. Now our soul is made up of three parts, our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? What you think, how you make decisions, how you express yourself. Your, your faith in God's Word changes your soul to agree with the Word, to agree with the Lord, to agree with the Word of God. Faith in God's Word changes your soul. You begin to think like Jesus thought, right? Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. How does that happen? With the Word of God, activating your faith, being a doer of the Word. The Bible says the Word of God washes away old worldly thinking. Ephesians 5.26 tells us that we're cleansed by the washing of water by the Word. There's things that we need cleansed. When we, when we get into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into us, cleansing comes to our mind, uh, things that deal with our conduct, things that, we have to, that has to do with our character and our attitude. Romans 12, 2, most of you all know this. Do, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want the mind of Christ. I want to have fearless faith, and I want to grow on it every day. The Scripture says that the decisions you make and how you make them and how you express yourself will begin to line up with the Word of God. Our faith begins to be demonstrated. right? Our faith is, is played out in our soul. You've seen the immature Christians that when trouble comes, their soul goes all to pieces. Their mind, will, and emotions go everywhere. They go everywhere because they're immature. Jesus said you'll know them by the fruits they bear. What kind of fruit is your faith producing? Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, remember, examine, test, and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Right? When we begin to grow in faith, our soul will come into agreement with our born-again spirit, and we'll, it'll be so easy to allow God to direct your life, direct your path. Amen? Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I've tried it the world way. It don't work. All right? Our growing in faith acknowledges the Lord. Our faith will keep us moving in the direction and the path that God's planned for our lives. We all have giftings and we all have callings of the Lord on our lives. And by, by growing our faith, we'll, re we'll, we'll realize what those are the Lord speaks to you and will allow the Lord to lead us, to lead us that way. We hear the word. We believe the word, right? We speak the word. We receive because of our fearless faith in the word of God. Amen. As we learned earlier, the choice is ours, right? You got a choice. I got a choice. We can live by faith or we can live in fear. Habakkuk 2.4 uh, says, But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. In other words, Habakkuk says, The just 
shall live by faith. The just, the righteous shall live by faith. And I believe Habakkuk is encouraging every one of us in the way and the manner of how we're to live our lives. He says, it's by faith. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I choose faith. Say that, I choose faith. I choose faith. Listen, I'm going to talk faith. I'm going to uh, think faith. I'm going to act in faith. My faith is going to work through love. And as Pastor Andrew spoke on one of the lessons, I'm going to stretch my faith. I'm going to put a demand on my faith. Amen. Listen, to live by faith, we have to give God first place in our life. You have a lot of trouble trying to, trying to expand your faith with one foot in the world and one in the word. You're going to have a tough time with your faith. You're going to have to make a decision because the choice is yours, right? God doesn't work like the devil, right? The devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy, right? He's a liar. He's a thief, right? And the devil will try to keep anything and everything to keep you from living that fearless life of faith. And God's not going to force himself on you. He's a gentleman, right? He's patient. Glory to God. He's long-suffering. Right? He's faithful to call you out, call me out, and to continue to keep calling. But he will not knock down your heart's door. Right? We have to open our heart and ask him to help us right? to live this life of faith. And God is so good, he will. He, he loves us. But we've got to make that choice. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And 1 John 3, 8 says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And you know, he gave his people authority. The peace of God stomps the, your, the, the bottom of your foot, stomps on the devil. Amen. Jesus said there's two plans for your life. God's plan, the way that leads to your sins being forgiven and a life of faith that ends with eternal life in heaven, or the broad way, the way of the world, which is the way of Satan. You remember uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the eyes and the minds of those who don't believe. So there's the broad way, the way of the world, the way of Satan that leads down to a path of destruction, death, and eternal separation from God. And if you want God's plan, talking to our face, Facebook crowd in particular, if you want God's plan for your life, you've never received Christ as your Savior. You can say these faith-filled words tonight. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I accept you as my Savior. I want you to be the Lord of my life and lead and direct my life of faith. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Hallelujah. As Christians, we should always... Uh, Believe what God says more than what our eyes try to tell us or what our ears try to tell us or what the world tries to tell us, right? We should always believe what God says. I don't understand why we struggle with that, but we do. I'm just encouraging you. I'm encouraging me. We've got to believe what God says more than what we see with our eyes. 
or what the world of the devil tries to tell us. And we have to take a stand. We've got to stand firm on the truth of the word of God and refuse to be moved off of our faith. No matter what our loved ones say or do, no matter what the news reports are, we, no matter what, we've got to choose to stand. Ephesians 6.13, And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. You know what he says? My insides are so filled with the word of God. I like that. The loins of truth girded around me. My insides are filled with the truth of God's word, and I refuse to be moved off my life of faith, my fearless faith. I don't care what my eyes say. I don't care what my eyes see or what my ears hear. All right? I'm believing and acting and doing the word of God. Paul and David Hogan would say, I'm, why do you say that, Paul? I'm not backing down, devil. <laughs> Jesus is king. Amen? So on the screen, we have this scripture, Hebrews 10, 23, which we've read, but there's a key word in there. Paul, you can get it. There it is right there. Hebrews 10, 23. So the apostle Paul declared, let us seize and hold tightly, right, the confession of our faith. There's the key word, without wavering, for he who promised is reliable, trustworthy, and faithful to his word and to his promise. That's the key word right there. Without wavering. We're not going to go into a man that's wavering. He's double-minded, right? Without wavering. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our faith. I'm confessing this faith that I have. And he's telling me to hold tightly to it. To seize it. And don't waver. Because God, who promised, is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word, to his promise. Don't waver. I've got a declaration for us to say. You can stay seated. That's fine. That way you can read it better. Uh, and then the second time we can stand. Yeah? Cause, uh, or stand up and move around where you can see it because I want you to declare it. Or you can stay seated because I want us to declare this. Okay? Um, the declaration of my faith. All right? And we're declaring this. I'm going to read it, and then you read it behind me, Okay? And say it like you mean it. Amen? Facebook crowd, say it like you mean it. I am not wavering. I am not bowing. I am not bending. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting go. I'm not compromising. I am not surrendering. I am growing my faith. I'm laying hold of my faith. I speak faith-filled words. I strengthen my faith with patience. I activate my faith with love. I have fearless faith. I have mountain-moving faith. And I will receive the reward of my faith because God is faithful who promised. Now we're going to say it all together one more time. Amen? I am not wavering. Say it with all together. I am not wavering. I'm not bowing. I'm not bending. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting go. I'm not compromising. I'm not surrendering. I'm growing my faith. I'm laying hold of my faith. I speak faith-filled words. I strengthen my faith with patience. 
I activate my faith with love. I have fearless faith. I have mountain-moving faith. And I will receive the reward of my faith because God is faithful whose promise. Give the Lord a hand of praise and glory. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. The Facebook crowd? Easter to remember. Y'all may be seated. Uh, to our Facebook crowd, an Easter to remember. Save the date, Saturday, March 30th at 7 o'clock. Saturday, March 30th, day before Easter, 7 p.m. Join us for an enchanting evening filled with the uh, melodies of the Gulf Coast Youth Symphony. We, we're believing you're going to be swept away by the incredible talents of these young musicians as they showcase their passion for music and their dedication to their craft. We invite you to the Mission Church and Training Center where the beautiful sounds of classical and contemporary compositions will fill the air. We're going to have light refreshments that will be provided. Uh, you can sit back, relax, and immerse yourself in a wonderful atmosphere of this music. And don't miss out on this unforgettable Easter experience. Tag your friends and family who appreciate the power of music. Join us for, the, for this night, March 30th. That's Saturday night at 7. It's going to leave a lasting impression on you. You can uh, go to uh, get your tickets now and secure your spot for this event. we got 60-something people. We're limited to about 120. So let the music take you on a journey and create memories that will last a lifetime. An Easter to remember. An evening of music with the Gulf Coast Youth Symphony. Symphony. I didn't even say that. Holy smokes. March 30. Register Eventbrite. Wow. The mission28.org or eventbrite.com. Amen. So Facebook crowd, we say goodbye to you. I hope you trust you will want to build your faith, strengthen your faith, grow your faith until you got fearless faith. Amen. We're going to sing goodbye. We're going to sing uh, I Speak Jesus, I believe. Yeah. This is... Uh, uh, this song is an expression of your faith. Amen? Amen. Expression of your faith. So we're going to speak the name of Jesus over all these different things that's in this song. Amen? And we're believing, we're holding on to our faith and what we speak, these faith-filled words. I just want to speak the name of Jesus.